Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I feel like we're going to be Oprah and Ava DuVernay 10 years from now. Like You're going to be the one with the big, like you're going to own half of Hawaii and you're going to invite me <laughs> for my 45th birthday and treat me to <laughs> oh, well, a Maui <laughs> retreat. Yes. It's time for the B-A-Q-A, the B-A-Q-A, what you say? The B-A-Q-A with Manday, the B-A-Q-A with Tiffany. You guys got a little pre-clip. I actually like that. I feel like we should do that. Like a pre-clip of conversation before the BAQA intro song. So you can get a little... You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel like I like that. That was cute or whatever. Um, So welcome to the BAQA where you have questions and we have answers. This one is different though because we're doing a hot seat swap. So last... Um, BAQA, if you did not listen to it, Mandy was in the hot seat and I asked her questions and my questions really revolved around negotiating and how I can confidently ask for more um, and in a way that like, you know, that I feel empowered, but that people actually give me my money. Uh, And Mandy gave me some amazing advice that actually has worked since then. It's been a week and if if you know anything about me, oh, I'm going to execute. And what a so good I actually, yeah, it was just great. So go ahead and go listen. It was really helpful. Um, and now this time I'm in the hot seat. Um, but Oof. if you want to be in the hot seat before Mandy starts asking me questions, if you want to be in the hot seat, so what can they do, Mandy, if they want to be in the hot seat? So when we say hot seat, we mean we want to, we want you guys, we want BA fam here live with us in the studio, so you can ask us your BA Q&A questions live. So in order to do that, we need you to send us a DM on Instagram. This is special. Don't just write out your question. We want you to actually send a voice note or a video. And if you don't know, ask a tween age, a teenager <laughs> that you know, or Google it or whatever, you'll figure it out. Okay. Send us your question via voice note or video and we will select the best questions and we will you may get an invite to come live in the virtual studio and tape with us for our special Friday BA Q&A. Yes. So virtually, you know, because some people are like, we are to the studio. I'm like virtually. virtually. <laughs> so, and then that means you can ask me and Mandy um, your business questions, your career questions, your personal finance questions or just anything in between. And so, um, yep. so we're excited about this. So this time it's my turn. So let me just get myself. Okay, Mandy, about to ask me. Some oh my questions. goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I'm cheating because, like, I always ask Tiffany these kinds of questions, but <laughs> usually we're gonna try. I'm like, we only have 30 minutes. Oh lord. Usually we on the phone for like two hours, and I still don't feel like I got enough. Okay, Tiff. So as you guys know, I have been running my business now for like a year and a half, year and some change, uh, and I focus on. I originally focused on career coaching. I am now based on some guidance from Tiffany and also just sort of seeing where the where my superpower 
has emerged, like what makes me different, I am niching down. And I'm going even further and identifying myself as a negotiation expert, not just a career coach, which I do. um, And I do well, but an actual negotiation expert. So Tiff, what I wanted to talk to you first is like, what are some lessons about niching down that you think have been pivotal to your business success? And do you think that it's smart of me to start niching down in this way, even further from like career expert, but really as like a negotiation expert? So I I learned the niche down lesson when in the beginning, like so many entrepreneurs, it's like I do everything for everybody, you know? And it sounds great because it's like I have a big audience, but what happens is psychologically, the potential customer does not see your full value. Right. So imagine like what's your favorite food that you like to eat? Ooh. What type of food? Like Greek, Italian. Arribas. Okay, so like Spanish, like uh, was that um, Dominican food? That's Venezuelan. I Venezuelan. Okay, so you love Venezuelan food. And if I said, Mandy, let's go out to eat, you know, I'm in the mood for Venezuelan alongside with you. Should we go to this Venezuelan restaurant or should we go to this this buffet that also serves Venezuelan food? Which one would you choose? I would choose the Venezuelan restaurant. Right? Because why? Because yeah. the assumption is you folk, that restaurant focused specifically on Venezuelan food, meaning they're going to bring you the best possible food outcome because that's all they do. The buffet is, although they might have general good, they are a general food place. And so if you're wanting customers that are going to cling to you and say, you are my go-to, you can't be a buffet business, you know, because then you're going to get customers who are indecisive. I want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, Mandy could do or anybody else could do because any buffet will do if you're just looking for general food. But if I want Venezuelan food, I'm going specifically like we're calling Venezuelan food like um, negotiating. If I want negotiating advice, I go specifically to Mandy because that's what she does versus another coach who coaches in all things. Now, here's the here's what makes it special, though. In the beginning, niching down is critical because you're wanting to connect like um you want to have like this visceral connection with your audience. And you do that being very by being very specific, but you're not going to stay there forever. Because ideally what you're wanting is you want to really grow what I call a tree business. So a tree business is a business that grows a really strong root in one core thing. I am the budgetista, budget, 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 budget. And I grew such a strong root, such a strong trunk in that tree. If, you, if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, you'll see my hand. So this is the tree trunk. Such a strong tree trunk in budgeting, 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 budgeting. Over time, I got to branch off into these strong branches into, I also talk about credit and debt and I have books, I have an online school. You see what I mean? Nike was just a running sneaker. And now you can buy Nike, Nike watches, Nike t-shirts, Nike apps. But if Nike opened with that from the very beginning, they would be a bush business. You know how bushes grow? They sprout very quickly and their branches are brittle and they stunt their own growth. And so that's why I told you that like, get really, really clear and niche down, but it doesn't mean you'll be niched forever, but you are growing the tree trunk that people will come to know, love and trust you for. So then you can branch out into these stronger branches because they're like, oh, is that Mandy from the negotiating thing that I love so much? Oh, she also has, and she has, and she has, and she has, and she has. Versus, you know, like you're like the corner store where they're selling chicken chains and, and you know, and uh, bootleg. Uh, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Lotto tickets. And bo- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, um, so, yeah, that's why, like, that's the big lesson. That's why I told you to, um, 
to start from that place, you know, because you will set yourself apart as a specialist. Thank you for reminding me of that um, of that point. And I love the tree trunk analogy. I feel like we need to like compile and make a book out of all these beautiful like <laughs> like um, horticulture analogies that fit so well with business. And like, yes. No, but for real, because because even though I remember, I'm like niching, and I you hear a lot of things. A lot of people are like, you know, riches are in your niches, even though you don't pronounce it anyway. Um, and niching down and how important that is. And of course, you've told me that as well. You can sometimes like your mind gets in your own way. And even just today, I'm like, oh, but wait, I do this and that too. But I'm like, yeah, you just reminded me like, that's okay. Focus on the negotiating, making that the tree trunk, because I haven't had that one pillar of greatness of excellence until I started to lean into negotiating. Um, I definitely had a lot of like great feedback as a career coach, but to actually like be able to articulate my value and build trust with the community to be the go-to and build that trust in that one skill set, then I feel like, and you reminded me that, okay, of course, like they would then trust me for what I think is also important, professional branding, interview skills, you know, um, all of the other components of a holistic career approach. So, okay, niching down, I'm gonna remember the branch and the, I mean, sorry, the trunk and the branches. All right, fabulous. So you know, and you guys who are listening probably know, I'm working on a book proposal. I'm so close to being done. Um, yay. So I've been working with a coach since June, and it's been wonderful. Um, her name's Rochelle, and it's been really helpful um, to have that accountability to actually get this stage of the process done. Because at this point in my business, no one, like people are not knocking down my door begging me to write a book. So I have to actually propose a concept for a book and then like, you know, take that to an agent and then to a publisher. Um, but I'm already, of course, thinking of I'm manifesting that I'm going to get a book deal. And I know with Get Good With Money, sort of being there a little bit to watch your journey is how important it is, not about just like selling that book when it hits shelves, but like the six months before yes. that pre-selling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the pre-ordering and that strategy. So I know it's maybe a little premature because I've just you know, finish my, I'm almost done with the book proposal, but I don't have a book deal yet. But I would love if you can talk a little bit about the strategy that helped you propel Get Good With Money in those six months pre-ordering that pre-ordering phase to become the national bestseller that it eventually did. New York Times or who's counting for eight weeks? Yeah. Um, no. Sorry, New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm glad you said that. And honestly, Mandy, I'm going to say, I'm going to share this with you. I'm going to I um so one of my mentees, her book comes out next year. And actually I was talking to like one of my friends who she has a huge book. If I said her name, you'd be like, what? I said friend. But she has a huge book coming out. And so my mentee, I was coaching her for the last like three months, just off GP, about her book and what to do. And I gave her all of the notes that my team and I had. I added her to our Slack channel that we had. She went through, created a spreadsheet called and it says t minus seven months we're literally what we did month by month by month by month i was like hmm. girl thank you <laughs> so, she, so i'm gonna give that to you just so you know people Ooh, who are listening i know not sorry not you i'm gonna give that to mandy <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. i'm gonna give that to my mentees like you know i have like my mentor tiffany.com so i'm gonna gift that to my mentees yeah. there but i'm gonna give it to you so you have it so you can just to start to look because it's like so even i was like we did that we did that <laughs> so but here's yeah. some core things so at the at its most basic, as soon as you know your book name, go buy it. You, Mandy knows that my pet peeve is get that damn domain. It's ten dollars from GoDaddy. Like don't let somebody else. And if you can't get your domain, slap book on it. So get good with money was taken. 
But as soon as I knew that was the name of my book, GoDaddy actually has this great feature where for like 60 bucks, they will negotiate on your behalf to buy the domain. So I had to buy mine. I think I paid 1200 but it was worth it. And if I couldn't get it, I was just going to get, I think I had already bought like getgoesmoneybook.com. Like that's, you know, you slap book on the beginning or the end of it. For the most part, you could probably get your domain. So get your domain. It seems simple. But the thing I see now is that that's going to help with marketing so much because if you're just saying, click the link in my bio or go buy on Amazon, that is not going to be helpful because in order to make national bestsellers list, they like to see that you're a true national bestseller. They want to see that you have book sales in different places. Target is selling your book and people are buying. Barnes and Nobles is selling your book and people are buying. Um, um, certainly Amazon, they know that's the biggest chunk, but if all your book sales come from Amazon, then you're not likely to make the list. So if all you're doing is sending people to Amazon, you're cutting yourself off. So get your domain. So also too, something to think, so you should be doing, thinking about now, cause it might take a while, build that basic website. You know, like if you look at getgoodmoney.com, we're not geniuses. My publisher, and certainly your publisher might help, they gave me like a four or five other book sites that tend to, tended to do well. And so I took and I made an amalgamation of all the aspects of that site that really worked. And so, and that's how like I had my, my, my book person, my, um, my developer make getgoodwithmoney.com. So if you go there, everything there is on purpose to like get people to go and figure out what book they want to buy, you know, where they want to purchase the book from, all those things. Okay. So that's two. Make sure you're, you know, you're having your, buy your domain, get your, um, your website, start building that because I might take some time. Um, uh, three, these are some basic things. And I've, cause honestly, I'm actually working on a checklist, Mandy. So as soon as I finish it, like almost like a startup checklist, I'll share that with you too. Like before, during, and after the book comes out checklist that like every author friend I know should know, you know, oh, because beautiful. I was talking to my yeah. friend, my, my big time friend whose book is coming out and it sounded very overwhelming, the things I was telling her. And I was like, Tiffany, this is too much. You need to just come up with a checklist, even if it's 30 things like, okay, before the book comes out, do this during when the book is here, like, you know, during launch time and then after. So I'm working on that and I'll give you that too. Okay. So, so something else that's super simple, it seems simple, but people forget, go to Amazon and create an author page. You know, this is really important. My publisher told me this. You create an author page because you're going to want like um, to get people to follow it. So Amazon can then let people know who are interested in you. Hey, your book is coming out. You know, that takes off because Amazon will literally ping people like, hey, your book is coming out. Hey, Mandy, Mandy, who you're following, your book is coming out. So it seems simple. But yeah, just creating an author page on Amazon. Can I so, do that before I get a deal, though? Probably. Um, no. So probably for you, because I already I had some self-published books before. Yeah. You know, so see how long, like how it's going to work for like how, I mean, you might want to Google how far in advance can I create an author page? You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so yeah. just so, cause I, like I said, I had like, you know, I had a ton of self-published books, so it was easy for me to already have, cause I already had an author page, but I didn't know how important that was. Um, yeah, something else. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't honestly, like there's so many things I learned when I tell you that's why I said, I need to create this checklist because my, um, the spreadsheet is, it can be a little overwhelming, although it's really great and detailed, just a basic checklist for those people who don't want to do all of that. Cause I did all the things. Um, something that really helped, um, ahead of time too, is create your street team. So I called my street team, my DC for Dreamcatchers, my DC 500. And so what that is, it's a group of anywhere from 50 to no more than 500. 500 was just because my audience is really large, but 50 to 500 um, folks who are committed to helping you to get the word about the book. But here's the thing, that's not how you're going to ask them. Because when we first said, hey, DC 500, who wants to help Tiffany promote the book? Nobody cared. Because they don't care. People are business. 
pussy. So instead, <laughs> I said, hey, book's coming out in a few months. As a big thank you, I want to say thank you, although I can't do it for everyone, but for 500 dream catchers, I'm going to give you the digital version of the book for free up front. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a specific type of copy where... It's a link that the publisher gives you that on the back end, they can turn off after 30 days, 60 days. So they don't get to keep it forever. But still, you get okay. to get the digital version of the book. You get to, um, you get a discounted version of the, you get a discount, discount on the book when it first comes out that no one else gets. I, I was also sending my bracelets with it. It comes like your book, only your book for the, these people in the group will come with a bracelet. Um, I'm going to be going live with y'all throughout the process of teaching you guys these behind the scene financial tips or whatever. It was like a list of, and I could share. I sh I'm trying to think. Did I share it with my with my mentees? If I haven't shared, I'm gonna. But I'll share that with you. The email that I sent. Um, and the thing is, I did this also for the Netflix special. We have a 500 group people there, and and so what you do is you pour into them 10 things, and you ask for one. Hey guys, like for example, something I asked for that you can do ahead of time is um, um, Goodreads. So if you want your books to be in libraries, librarians don't look at Amazon reviews. They look at Goodreads reviews. And so what's so great about Goodreads is that um, Amazon won't let you review a book until the book is actually live. But Goodreads, you can review a book before it's live because they know people get galley copies, which is just an early version, digital version of the book. So if you can say, hey, my my street team, call them a name. You know, you know we know we love a name around here, Money, Mon Mandy Moneymakers, right? Hey, you know, name of my people. Um, here's your digital version. You know, please take this month to read it. And then next month, hey, can you guys leave me a review? Obviously, you never, you never ask for, leave me a five-star review, just leave me a review. You know, you hope that most people are going to leave you a five-star review. Um, and so, but it gets your reviews going. And then it lets librarians know ahead of time, hey, there's this interesting book comes out, coming out. It already has 150 reviews. This is great. Let me order it. Because the more reviews you have, the more copies they're likely to order for the library. I've had libraries that order 20 copies of the book, which is amazing. Because you think about, yeah, because they saw it's, it's gotten really popular on Goodreads. So I should have, um, we should have a number of copies in, in store, you know, um, in stock. So that's something like definitely ahead of time. But when I tell you, I'm not going to lie. When, when, when my publisher said have this like street team, it didn't make sense to me. It seemed, it seemed counterintuitive to give my book to 500 people and then expect that they're going to buy the book. They're not going to do that. I was wrong. And one of the missteps I made was not leaning into my DC 500 even more because they got the digital copy. By the time the real book came out, the digital copy had disappeared. You know, they had their two months with it because I think we had the group for like two or three months ahead of time. The digital copy disappeared and those 500 women, because they had a special link, because they got them, they got a discount. Those 500 women bought nearly 4,000 books. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, still to this day. That's like 20 books each? Girl, I, I, I don't understand. I, I, I thought I, I liked you a lot. I mean, and <laughs> I so. I too. <laughs> <laughs> so what's so crazy? I couldn't believe it. But it's because of all the pouring in, I guess. Because remember, yeah. for every one thing you're pouring in, I mean, I'm not really 10, yeah. but you're pouring the value is to one to 10, basically. And so at yeah. the time when Clubhouse was out, um, th this is when it was like really hard to get a Clubhouse invite. So that was one of the gifts gifts that I gave them. I gave them Clubhouse invites and then we had a Clubhouse stage together where everybody changed their cop their their um their picture on Clubhouse to the copy oh, of the yeah, book. I remember that. Yeah. So it was just, honestly, when I tell you it was so much fun to just hang out with these group of largely women 
who are just like, they receive so much value, they got, got to connect with each other. So we did do it on Facebook and it, it was temporary. So a month after the book came out, we let, the, we let them know it's only temporary anyway, but a month after the book came out, we closed it down. So it was like a few months before, because the, the purpose of, the, of your street team, their most value is before and during launch week. And then afterwards, you know, like certainly like a few weeks after. So a month after we were like, okay, you know, like we're, we're closing down and they knew and they're like, this is amazing. But what that let me know is whenever I do something again, like I, like I said, we have the Netflix film, we did it again and it's been working amazing. Hey everybody, Tiffany is going to be doing a live Q and A with y'all. But before we do, we need to have at least a hundred of y'all. So a screenshot where you, you, um, you gave a thumbs up on the film and it was like, you see what I mean? And so like, or like, hey, you know, um, you know, you have to, sh we need like 50 people to have shared it on their Twitter. Hashtag get smart with money. Once we have a screenshot of that, then I'm going to do a live with XYZ person, you know, from the, from the film. So like, so you get your people going like, hey, you give a thing and give a thing and say in exchange, I just need this small little thing, you know, and honestly, they're happy to do it. You know, because they're receiving so much in advance. So that was a huge, huge, huge. So I cannot overstate how I wish I would have poured even more into that crowd because of how much I, I did not know, honestly, how valuable that was going to be. So that was huge. Um, and I would say like, I mean, there was a bunch of like a ton of other things, but you have to know this. If you want a national bestseller, like a New York Times bestseller or otherwise, the key things they're looking for is you have to sell a certain amount or a number of books within one week. Now, here's the caveat. Your first week of book sales, they will add on any pre-orders before the book was live. Right. That That's why a lot of people so make important. it one week and then fall off. There's no shade in that, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So, you know, if you're you're most likely to make the any bestsellers list within your first week because any of those pre-sales, now you have to just ask yourself, are you someone, if you have a smaller audience, you want to start pre-selling months out so you can collect a few hundred, a few whatever along the way. If you have a bigger audience, we didn't start, we pre-started to heavy pre-sell two months out because we knew for us, it was about building the, the excitement and then saying pre-sales available, even though they could have bought it beforehand. But you see what I mean? Like, so if you're big, the bigger the audience, the closer to time that you want to quote unquote open pre-sales, the smaller the audience, you have to, you need time to collect your book sales. So just consider that, you know, so that so you want to, you know, you, you want to sell, well, I mean, it depends, you know what I mean? Like, so, cause everyone's yeah. different. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that. So knowing that, um, you know, you want to have your, so that means you're going to have to have your website earlier sooner than later. You know, you're going to want to have your, um, you know, you're going to want to have, um, something else that was really helpful. We did a quiz, which I highly suggest is that. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. Yes. Those like, and the marketing part of my book proposal was the most recent thing that I just finished. Uh -huh. And I came up with these and, and with help from my coach too, because uh -huh. she was saying how having freebies or, you know, incentives for people to buy the book early. Uh -huh. And also because you're asking people to order the book months in advance, right? You did the quiz and didn't you have yes. a financial wholeness, like um, a summit checklist? Yeah. So yeah. So the, I did a summit which eh, it was okay. But the quiz was really great. So I, my book is um, Get Good With Money, 10 Simple Steps to, to Becoming Financially Whole. So I did a quiz mm -hmm. where super simple, I can't, I'll give you like the quiz link, like um, what the, um, like if you're listening, it's GGWM for getgoodwithmoneyquiz.com. But I'll give you actually like the quiz, like the company we use, it was pretty easy. And it's just mm -hmm. a thumbs up, thumbs down. And so it's the 10 simple steps, but every, there's 10 questions. Do you have a budget or whatever the qu question is? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Cause so all the steps, budget, savings, credit, debt, all that, every, each one of those is a question. And it's like a 60 second quiz, thumbs up, thumbs down. 
But if you go right now, let's go to GGWM. What I love about this quiz site is you get to see at the bottom, Mandy, look how many people have taken this quiz. 69,303 people. Holy crap. Isn't that crazy? How does that help you with sales? Because they come to your page to take the quiz? So they take the quiz. So one, I tell yeah. people you're taking the quiz for two things. One, so you can know what percentage of financial wholeness you've reached. So at the end of the quiz, it's going to say, you know, because there's 10 questions. So if you get, you know, one thumbs up, you're 10%. You get 50 thumbs up, five thumbs up, 50%. So anything 50% and above, you get like, oh, I see you, girl. You you get in there. Anything below, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I got you. So at the end of the quiz, two things happen. One, it says you're going to get your checklist emailed to you. So you don't even oh, get your so quiz you results. So you, yep. So it collects your name and your email. So you get your quiz result after you give me your name and email. So you get your results and the checklist after. And I just spoke with our, our tech person today. She said that quiz email, the open rate is 80%, which is insane. Okay. If you know anything about email open rates, good is 20%. Yeah. 80% of people who get that because they want the checklist. So yeah. at the end of the quiz, I give you your your um your um your percentage, right? You get 20 or 30%, whatever. And I also say, yeah. if you don't have a hundred percent, let me help you. Go to getgoofmoney.com and get the book. So you see? So oh, I just take the quiz and I got a hundred percent. So I don't think I got that message. Yeah, no, it's, it, well, it, no, it's just at the bottom. Like it should still say like didn't get a hundred. No, I see it at the bottom. Yeah, yes. and I see the cute doctor uh, Phil, uh, <laughs> Phil and and Liv from uh, yes. Wait, Vi Phil and Viv, damn, from Fresh Prince. So but you cute. see, it's like, so yeah. either way, you get you get told about the book. So now if this was before the book came out, it would say, um, um, it would literally just take, say, hey, go get your checklist from, and you know, from your from your email, you know, before the book, because there was no book to get, or it would tell, take you to pre-order, you know, like, hey, um, didn't get a hundred percent or, you know, or even if you did, you know, you could pre-order the book now. And now that the book is out, it says, um, you know, did you get a hundred percent or didn't get a hundred percent? You could get the book now. Let me tell you how effective this quiz has been. So, um, like our site, so my site, Gecko of Money. So if you watch the movie, um, Get Smart with Money, um, um, my book is prominently featured. They keep calling me the New York Times bestselling author, Tiffany. So I knew people were going to go to the budgetnisa.com website and the Gecko of Money website. They, they were going to find both. So at the top of both websites, it says something to the effect of, um, are you here because you saw me on Netflix? Are you ready to get smart with money? Start here. And the here took them to the quiz. Now, before the movie came out, it was 60,000 people who had taken the quiz. Now that the movie is out, 9,000 additional people have taken that quiz. And as a result, Mandy, I have sold over 4,000 additional books than more than I normally sell. Okay. But do you see how, you see how yeah. like, it seems so it lives like, oh. on. Yes. And yeah. so now a few things happen. One, I get book sales. Two, I get your email. So now when I send out my weekly goodies, you know, now you're part of the ecosystem of Budget Nista. And let's just say you didn't buy the book. That's okay. Because every week I'm going to send you something amazing. And then eventually maybe you're like, I should buy the book or sign up for the Academy or, or become it. You see what I mean? So the yeah. quiz is just a, such a great way to one, introduce people to you in a fun way. Two, capture their email. Three, give them something valuable. So mine was a checklist at the end. Four, sell your book or whatever it's going to be. You see what I mean? Like that yeah. one quiz did like six things for me. 
And so Can that we was also so. Just talk about your. I have not been into your website in a minute, but this <laughs> budget needs to dub, budget needs to book on the homepage. When did you do this? This is girl. This is I, amazing. Within a week and a half, <laughs> when I found that the movie was coming out in a week and a half late, because Netflix does not give you no warning. They're like, oh, it's going to be coming out. Yeah. I rebuilt my web. I had them. Yo, we worked. Labor Day was not a vacation. We labored on Labor Day. This is new. I haven't yes. seen this yet. No, okay. no, it literally just it, it, it went live the month before. Um, wow, and not the month before, the day before the movie came out, because I realized like, like, wait, people are going to be going to my website. It is, and my website has not been updated in years and it was a mess. It was all over the place. Yo, we worked so yeah. hard to get the website, to have all the things on it from Brown Ambition, the Literature Academy. Like, but it, it's, the website has done exactly what it's meant to do and that people come, have come here and found whatever they're needing from me. You know, first things first is that like, you know, they go to the quiz. That's why we had 9,000 people um, take that quiz. We have an additional four or 5,000 people that have joined the email list. It's been, honestly, it's been insane. And so the, having the right website is, um, is so critical and having a quiz ahead of time. This is just in general. Like, let's just say you're not even having a book. Like having a way to capture emails. Um, it's, it's like it, email still is like one of the number one ways to, to connect with people. Oh, Tiffany, these are so many gems. Okay, but let me take a quick little breather. I need to get a fresh pen because I've run out of ink and we will be right back with more of the BA Q&A as Tiffany gives me more and more business insight. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. Something else to consider for your book ahead of time, too, is um, consider maybe, I mean, it, it can be expensive, so it's not for everyone, but consider also doing, collecting text messages. Because the average open email rate is like, you know, like 20%. That's considered decent. But text message open rate is 80 to 90%. Oh, collecting their mm -hmm. phone numbers. Yeah, you yeah. So uh, you know, do you still so, use like, that that's text community? Yeah. What's it called? Um, it's called. So I use Superphone, but it's it Super can be phone. a little okay. pricey. Um, 
you pay basically by how many texts you send out, but like it's it's still something to consider, you know, because you can just use it when you're really needing it. Um, But I like it because like um, my open rate, like I said, on Superphone is like 90%, which is like typical for, for text. And what's so great about it is, is that with a text message, you know, like, um, so if you go to, for example, right now, if you go to textbudgetnista.com, so let's all go class, textbudgetnista, what I like about <laughs> Superphone over the community, um, um, cause community is a, is the popular text messaging system that you see all the celebrities using when they're like, Hey, um, um, you want to talk text with me? This is my real number. Remember everybody was doing that? Text me yeah. at 229111. Now, here's the thing. It is their real number. It's their number, and it typically goes to their phone, which is fine. But the problem with the, the community um, way of getting people to sign up is that I have to remember my number, and so do you. Mm-hmm. But what I like about Superphone, which is genius, is I don't have to remember that. So they're like, Tiffany, go to GoDaddy. Go get you a domain. And now I can just say, you want to sign up for text messaging for me? Honestly, I don't text often. I just text when I'm like, hey, I'm going to be here, or there's some free resource I want you to have access to. So I tell people, go to textbudgetnista.com. You put in your information, and it texts you. And then from there, you follow the directions. You see what I mean? And yeah. what I love about Superphone yeah. too is that so one, it's easy to remember. What did Tiffany say again? Oh, text Budgetista, not two two nine one one one, whatever. And then another thing that I like with Superphone, it gathers a lot of information. With Superphone, I can ask any question I want. I can ask your gender. I can ask your race. I can ask how much do you make. I can ask all these things. One of the because I don't ask all that. I just ask like you know where do you live, and I do ask like what state you live in because when I do my wealth walks now, guess what? I'm going to be texting. Hey. Who you know? If you're gonna be in Detroit, it's so much easier than sending an email out that I could just text and be like, yeah. "Hey, I'm gonna be in Detroit this weekend. Who wants to rock out?" So that's what I love about the text messaging is how even though you can do that with your email too, it's collect where people live. It's much easier with the text messaging to just be like, "Don't forget, we're meeting today." Or let's just say that you know I was going, you know I was I'm gonna walk in Detroit at whatever park and it, and it ends up being closed when I get there. I can send a quick text to be like, "Hey, change our mind. We're actually just gonna do a city walk. Meet me at such and such corner because everyone's gonna get their text message." You see what I mean? And so that's like that's really important. Um, so like so you don't have to do texting, but just consider that you know as you move forward, like creating this list. Now the the key more than anything, more than anything, more than anything, I cannot express that you're in a great position because you haven't sold your book yet. You need to be working on building community now. Because telling I'm doing people, it. <laughs> and I know, and I know, I'm just saying in general, because I know Mandy's doing that, yeah. you know, but in general, because these are the people who are going to purchase whatever you're having now, and then they will tell other people. People, like my book is selling on average, before the, the Netflix thing came out, it was selling about a thousand books a week. Do you think that's Dreamcatchers? No. A year later, Dreamcatchers been had it. We used to send out emails. They're like, we got it, Tiffany. I'm like, okay. So I stopped yeah. sending out emails. <laughs> you know, they're like, we got it. So my Dreamcatchers, yeah already have it. So who are these people who are buying the book now? They're friends of friends of friends. So mm-hmm. you build an amazing community, you treat them right, you pour into them, you act with integrity and kindness and consistency, and they will tell their friend, 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 and that's who's purchasing the book. Now, it's yeah. people who heard about it, who heard about it, who heard about it. And so yeah. building your community before you need them, pouring into them before you ask anything of them, that's why it's going to be so critical now, a community is, what's so important about a community, a few things. One, they come for you, they stay for each other. So you have to make yes. sure that wherever you're hanging out, they can connect to each other. Because if they can only connect with you, they won't be here long because you're going to get boring after a while. 
you know? And so like, so for example, with my, um, my mentee group that my mentor, Tiffany, right. They, um, we, they, they're doing monthly mentee meetups virtually now that I don't even attend. So I teach them every month. I do a great lesson for them, but then every, every, um, Every month they just meet up with each other and they're loving it because I know if I don't provide an opportunity for them to do that, they won't stay long, you know? And so just consider like, what does that look like and where will my people hang out? So that's critical. So there are places, there's definitely Facebook groups, which is not my fave. I personally, I like a Facebook group for temporary groups. So, Hey, the book is coming out a great place. Do a Facebook. Now here's the key. I learned this lesson the hard way. If you're going to do a Facebook group, the critical component is one, the Facebook group should be a private group that people have to answer questions to, to, um, to join because you don't want more than your 500. Like I said, 50 to 500 and the questions to join a mistake I made for the, um, the Netflix Facebook group was I didn't collect any way to communicate with them outside of the Facebook group. So one, oh, okay. two, two mistakes. One, I made it too big. Cause I was like, forget 500. Let's do 3000. Mm-mm. <laughs> 3,000 less people participated. So I ended up shutting that group down because the more people in the group, the less likely you're going to get engagement. And the whole purpose of this type of group, like my Dreamcatcher group is 500,000. That's fine. You know, that's just a free group. It's a free for all. But a specific group that's meant to be your street team needs to be small and compact, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they weren't hearing me because Facebook is a hater. And so it was critical to me. So, so I shut that 3,000 group down and I said, Okay, Facebook is not letting me talk to y'all. We're going to reopen with um, with 500. And before you enter, one of the questions we asked was, I said, are we going to communicate with them via email or text? We decided text. Before you enter, you had to sign up for, um, um, uh, I actually bought like a, like a domain because we had a special sign up that added them to our text list, but the specific text list where I knew these were our Netflix people. And so you had, and we had oh, to double gosh. check. We had to look when people signed up and then we look for them because behind the scenes, when someone applies to be part of your Facebook group, you can see them on the waiting list. So as soon as we saw you on our text list, we let you in. So now what happens now is when I post something in Facebook, I know you didn't see it because Facebook is a hater, but we text it to everyone as well. Hey, just so you know, I just posted a contest today where if you share your favorite part about the movie, I'm going to be gifting 10 people a copy of my book. If you, if you share on social media, your favorite part about the movie, you see what I mean? I don't have to wonder. Okay. You see what I mean? Because that was a huge, that you have to be able to communicate with your people off the social media platform. So social media is a great place to communicate or to, to convene yeah. together. But if you can't say, I can text and email them to say that thing has been posted, they will never see it. And it will be having a waste. So just keep that in mind too, that wherever you're hanging yeah. out, yes, wherever you're hanging out. I want to talk about Facebook a little bit because- okay. My, um, I think I have, I do have a Mandy Moneymakers Facebook group that I originally started, but I don't, I'm trying to stay true to my authentic self. I don't like Facebook. I don't use Facebook. Um, it's just gotten to be cumbersome. So I have been using Mandy Money through Mandy Money. I have been using Slack. Okay. I love it. Um, but so far it's just been Mandy Moneymakers who have gone through the group, uh, gone through the group coaching program. Um, so it's small. It's like 50 women at this point. Um, and when I have future cohorts, we just add to it. Um, but I don't have a free for all community space right now. So if I don't like Facebook, for me, it's been like Instagram and my email list. Um, is that okay? Or what, what do you, what do you think? I was just, a, so a, a place that I've been testing out that I like so far, I, so I actually moved my paid group. So like Literature Academy, 
that group used to be on Facebook because if you do have an online school, it's really smart to have a place um, where they can hang out, like the community can hang out. And so it used to be our Facebook group. So we switched them over to something called Mighty Networks. And okay, I've heard of Mighty Networks. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's so so it's an alternative where everybody will see your things. So so explore that as an alternative to a group where you're free for. So I'm actually I've been exploring Mighty Networks for the paid one. It's been great. So I'm I am tiptoeing with maybe just a few thousand Dreamcatchers to see can I move my can I move the free group here, as well. Okay. So like, so I'm going to, but we're just testing it out. We're going to actually test it out heavily. We're testing it out now. And if I, we like it in the new year, we're going to make like the big announcement to come join us here. And you know? it's, um, it's, it's like a website. It's not an app. So yes, yeah, so the thing is it can be now it costs money. So for the, for the free group, I did not build an app, but for the, for the, um, the literature Academy group, like we built the app. It was not inexpensive. I want to say it was maybe like between 20 and $30,000 to build an app. So there's actually an app you can have on your phone, your dream, because I call the members of my online school, my dream builders. There's a dream builder app that you can click on. And it's very much a community space. You can ask questions. It's honestly, they're, they're, it's walking out. They're loving it there. Now for the free group, I don't know that I'm going to invest to have the app, but at least it will be a, a site that you can go to. And if I see that's going well, maybe next year, later on next year, I'll invest to have a specific app. So because what I like about it is that if I can get my free group or large, most of my free group over to Mighty Networks, it makes it easier than to say, hey, did you know I have an online school? Don't worry, you don't have to go far. It's just right, uh, right across the street at our other Mighty Networks um, app. So it, I can train people how to navigate Mighty Networks on the free group. So when it's time, if they want to bump up and learn more, more nuanced personal finance, they can join the, the paid group and they're not having to learn a new skill set about how to navigate the yeah. space, you know? So just consider Mighty okay. Networks. It's fairly inexpensive for the free version or the like less expensive version. And then if you find it's really, really, really helpful, um, there, there are there are different tiers with different levels of access to tools. So, so consider that as well. But community for me, community, I don't think people want to know like what's the secret sauce behind Bajanista. And it's my ability to build and connect community because- Anything I do, I don't have to restart the machine. Hey guys, I have a, a documentary. Now, remember we talked about Mandy earlier, the, the tree trunk and the, and, the, and the branches? Look, I started off doing budgeting one-on-one. -on -one. Look at one of my branches is literally, I have a documentary. What does that have to do with budgeting one-on-one? -on -one? Because I grew such a strong branch, I could literally branch off into a documentary. And guess what? It was top 1% of films viewed in its first week out because of that you know, because of, of growing such a strong branch, I don't have to reinvent the wheel. I go right back to the very community that I pour into day in, day out, day in, day out. And I say, I have another thing. And they're like, Tiffany, the person that we know, like, and trust for the last 15 years, tell us what it is, sis. We got you. You see what I mean? So and, and something else just to consider. I know there's like so many things. I'm like, honestly, I get so excited about it. But one of the mistakes that I see people make when they have their book come out, it's okay in the very beginning to say a couple times, you know, support my book. Past that, nobody cares. Girl, <laughs> yeah. if I see one more time, if y'all could just buy my book, if y'all could, what does the book teach me, sir? You know what I mean? I'm like, I buy books so I can be better. That should be the push. Like not buy my book because it's going to help me. So even with Netflix in the beginning, certainly I was like, oh my gosh, my film came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then I told Logan, stop that, that, that language. Now we can phase it out. And now the language is watch the Netflix documentary. It is going to help you to open up the necessary financial conversation you need to be having at home with, with the people that you, that you connect with financially, your kids, your spouse, your partner, whoever. So that's the push now because beyond, because your mom and sister, they don't know me. They don't care. But if you say, mom, we really need to watch this because we need to have this financial conversation, that's the reason. So just keep that in mind that it's okay in the beginning that your core people want to support you. And, and, and certainly with your, with your street team, that's okay. But for the larger audience, that language has to stop pretty early on and you have to illustrate the value of the book. That's why people should get it. You know? Yeah. What, what problems are you helping yes. me with? What this, pain points are yes. you solving? Yeah. But do you see how I illustrated yeah. that with the quiz? You took the quiz, you got a 20. Now I've, I've identified to you, you have a problem, sis. you 20% financial health. What should I do? Don't worry. Here's your checklist and I go get the you. book. You see what I mean? Within yeah. two seconds, it's like, I have a problem. I have a solution. But do you see like yeah. how smart that is, you know? And so like that's, um yeah, that's just one of the things. And, and can know, think about this too, as you have your book, it's a mistake that I almost made that honestly, whew, I just, I could shiver about it. I had to, I had my, um because when you have, when you know, once you get your deal, you were going to have different phases of edits and drafts. I was on my final draft or like second to final draft. I was talking to my business coach, Zion, and I was telling him like, I'm so glad I'm almost done with this book. I'm so overwhelmed. And he was like, oh, what is your, um, what did he say? What is your, not um, call to action, but he basically asked me in the book, what are you telling people to go get from your site or whatever? Oh, I remember. Yes. Yes. And Where I was like, what? The website. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't have, he was like, Tiffany, are you freaking kidding me? Like <laughs> people are going to read this book. They're going to love you and they're going to want more for you. You don't, you don't have any toolkit or anything for them. I was like, I, did, I, I didn't know. And he was like, I said, but I gave everything in the book. He said, okay. Because at the back of the book, like of Get Your Money, like there's like, you know, like spreadsheets or whatever. He said, that's fine. That's great. But people are going to want the digital version of that because what if I write in a book, but I want to give it to my sister? Like, so he's like, put all the tools in the, in the, from the book into a toolkit. He said, because this is going to allow you to capture people who read the book to, to then join the ecosystem of budget. And he said, it's like the quiz. And I was like, okay. And tens of thousands of people have joined the email list because of they literally if you go right now to getgirlmoney.com there's it says toolkit and it's just literally the toolkit because i don't like reading a book and i can't have access to a thing unless i do the toolkit no it's just it's really basically just the stuff in the book but now you have your your version of it you know because in the book i might say here are the tools that i like but now i break down the toolkit chapter by chapter so there's links there's like here's the excel spreadsheet version so you can fill it out yourself all these other things but it's just there and i thought well people are not going to get it cuz it's in the book no tens of thousands of people have downloaded the toolkit and also to a mistake that i made i didn't have my um i didn't have my um what is that thing called um my, uh, there's another thing on my site, my book club kit ready in time. It took me like two or three months and I wish I would have had it sooner. So, because people wanted to do book clubs from the very beginning and I didn't have it ready because I forgot and it took forever to get it done. So certainly thinking about people are going to want to do a book club around your book. That's just facts. So creating a book club kit so people can download that for free. And so like, if you go to like, like I said, if you go to um, getgirlmoney.com, there's a button for book club kit. And when you click on it, guess what I asked for? Your name and your email. 
Because no matter where you go, I'm like, connect (laughs) with me in this way. And so they they download the book club kit. They have their book club. And so one of the the things I did for my book club, so you could do anything, is that you obviously you want some question prompts for each chapter. But then what I did is I took it a step further is I taped a really short video so you can watch. Because I imagined a, a, um, a dining room table full of sisters. Like, hey, we're going to do the budget. And it's the book club. We're all doing chapter three. And then they pull up the book club and then there's a video, you know, a link and they watch it. And I'm like in the room with you. Like, hey, I'm like, hey, ladies, it's me, but it's the girl. So you're about to read chapter three. It's all about credit. I know. Don't roll your eyes. Credit can be a lot, but I got you. You're about to learn this, 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 and this. I'm proud of you. And sidebar, did I tell you you look cute today? Very cute. Okay. Anyway, bye. So like I did these fun videos because people were asking me to do personalized videos for their book club. You know, yeah. and I, it just got to be overwhelming. And I said, well, what if I put the videos in the book club? Because I get it. They want to see me. And I'm like, you don't got, I'm got to do all that. Like, you know, so I have a beginning video. I have a video to introduce every chapter, which is like literally one or two minutes. I did it literally right on my, my laptop. I didn't do anything special. I did it. Like I use whatever, like that um, movie thing that we have that comes with your Apple, you know, with your Mac. So I recorded yeah. it on my laptop. iMovie. I, Exactly. I did iMovie, recorded on my laptop, and then I um I didn't even edit them. Like, cause I mean, they didn't need to be edited because I just wanted one or two minutes. And then I uploaded it to YouTube as an unlisted video. So no one can find it, but anyone who has the link can watch it. And so I just put it in the YouTube, and then I put the YouTube link in the kit as a clickable link. So that way, see, I didn't have to do all these techie techie, and I made the book club kit, and even I made the... um. The book club kit in Canva for free because Canva is free unless you like, I think we know actually we use, I, I use like the paid version of Canva, but, but you don't oh, have to, worth it. you know, but you don't have and to. So I made Brown it. Ambition. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. Use the code Brown Ambition because <laughs> we love Canva, but I made the yes. kit, uh, the book club kit and the toolkit in Canva. So you don't have to do all these fancy things. I use YouTube, which mm. is free, but do you see yeah. like, so the sooner you start these things. So literally as soon as you get wind of like what you're thinking about for your book to start to build these things out. I want to say it took, it was about a year of, um, a year out from the, when the book came out, we, we started to go hard seven months out. And even then it felt like a race. So, but like a mm. year out of like kind of planning and this is, and then seven months out of like, okay, we started, I started meeting weekly with the team seven months out. Mm. And so like, so people yeah. who are like, you know, cause people will hit me and be like, Tiffany, my book comes out n- next month. Can you tell me what I should be doing? I'm like, <laughs> what uh, can I do? You should be <laughs> tra- traveling back seven months. <laughs> Not that there's nothing mm-hmm. that you can do, but like, you know, so I'm glad you're asking yeah. now. Like I said, I'm going to thank you for that. Cause Go ahead. you didn't I'm just sorry. like, sorry, I think there's like a delay now, but for anyone who wants to say, well, Tiffany already had a big community. So of course her book was a New York times bestseller. Do you hear how much work? Tiffany did and her yes. team like yes. it wasn't and it wasn't a given nope that you were going to have a New York Times bestseller no. it wasn't easy it took so much work um so I'm I'm grateful that you are sharing that it also makes me feel um I don't know I just listen I'm not even about that end goal I'm just trying to think I just want to be able to say that I did what I could do you know like that I did what I could do to have a successful launch and that more people can find the book that I want to help them because <laughs> that's what I'm doing it for, right? So I know this really became about the book, but um, but also so many components of a successful book launch, I'm seeing them overlap with yes. a successful It's, it's bu- like a business. launch is a launch is a launch is a launch. That's what you'll see. Yeah. That's what I learned because um, we were re- uniquely ready 
ready-ish because I had launched the Literature um, Academy multiple times. The challenges I used to do every single year that were free, we had launched that. And so what I found was we collected all of that knowledge from these launches and then added on to it. Because even with um, launching the Netflix um, documentary, like we use all the things we did before and then we learn new things when it comes to launching like a show, which is different. Um, and so, yeah, so biggest, biggest takeaway for anyone for, to me, for a successful business is to build the foundation of your community that will, will be there no matter what it is that you're launching. Build that tree business, you know, because you'll be able to branch out beautifully and you'll be able to still be here. It, this is almost year 15 for me. And we're still here and still super strong as a result of that community built. It also is a lots of planning and pre-work. I, I don't, you know, people just think I just dropped the book. No, it was a year before I wrote the book. There was, it was a year's worth of planning, then six months of writing the book, then a year of marketing planning and execution before you saw that what you saw. So look how far in advance. So just pre-planning, pre-planning, pre-planning. If you're not sure where to start, there's a great book called um, uh, tw- uh, 12-Week Year. You've been it's talking a, about this book. I need to go mm-hmm. ahead and get it. That's it's like just the a third really time great you book because it. it's a really great book to help you learn how to yeah. plan and execute effectively and strategically. So it's just a really great book to do that. Um, so that's a, that's yeah. a great place. But yeah, but that's just business in general. Honestly, like if I just really look back at like how are we still here, it's just consistency, it's integrity, transparency, mm. Um, mm. and um, we're, we're I'm always pivoting um, before need be. Me and Mandy always talk about the pre-pivot. Don't wait until the market shifts. Start to look yeah. ahead and say, I see some changes coming. Let me get ready now. So by the time everybody's yeah. scrambling, you're like, ooh, child, we, we started that six months ago. You know? Mm-hmm. And so we're just wrapping up the shift. So pre-pivoting. Don't get comfortable. No, don't get comfortable because the yeah. market is always going to shift. Pre-pivoting and um, and, and the, the newest lesson that I'm learning in business, and I know we got to wrap up, is um, I've learned that, the, um, I don't say, I want to say it's a mistake, but a shift that I'm making now is deep versus wide. So the business, what people have been doing in business now is more, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. I, I sell chains, chickens. I, I sell DVD. I sell all the things. Meaning, like, and I did that with the Budget Nista. I had like 20 different things that we were doing as Budget Nista. And it was making good money, but it was exhausting. And it was expensive to make that good money. And so now, Logan and I, who's my core team member alongside of Rose, Logan's my content manager, we looked at all the things and we chopped it down to about four or five deliverables that we do at Budgetista. That's it. And then from the four or five, I say, I said, what specific things do we need to tweak and plug up holes? So for example, you might go to my site and download this free thing. Now, in order to download the free thing, we need your name and your email. Because that's a hole to be plugged because we might get two, yeah. 3,000 people a month coming to do that thing and then we lose you forever. Or, you know, um, we, we don't mention in a blog post, did you know I have a free Facebook group, Dreamcatchers, if you're needing additional information. So it's like you didn't even mention that. Make sure. So I'm literally looking at every little nook and corner of the business and saying, how, when somebody comes, do I, can, can I contain, can I maintain connection? You know yeah. what I mean? And so like, yeah. that's one of the deep things that we're doing. And are we sharing along the way? Like you took the quiz. Hey, there's a book. You got the book. Hey, there's a this. You have a this. A the, you see what I mean? That deep means that we get to make two or three times as much with less work because we're doing better work with the four or five things that we're doing than doing 20 things for the same amount. And so 
So deep versus consider that because you won't scramble as much, really looking around your business and saying, okay, we do this one thing, but every step along the way, am I taking the opportunity to pour into the person that just stepped in? Am I taking the opportunity to, to build a deeper yeah. connection, to collect their email, to collect their phone number, to make sure they join the group, to make sure they follow me on social? Am I taking that opportunity for every single vertical that they meet me? If not, then I've literally, I have a bucket with a hole at the bottom and people are leaking through unnecessarily when making those tweaks could cost you next to nothing. So I think that that's, that's, if I had to leave you with one big tip is deep versus wide. But honestly, when I tell you, I, I love, I mean, low key, high key, I love coaching and business almost as much. I love teaching financial education. And so, you, can like, tell. you know, I love it. <laughs> and so if you're wanting, like literally for 10 bucks a month, we have my mentor, Tiffany.com. There's like 1500 of us in there. And I, the way, like I pour into them so much that like, cause I just, I, I don't have an outlet for that normally. And cause you know, I don't want to confuse my brand budget needs to like on my socials and things. And so it's just a place mm -hmm. where like I pour in, they always tease me. Like they know my, my golden rule is it's 10 bucks. Cause y'all won't stress me out. Like I yeah. know it's worth more than 10 bucks. It's not about the 10 bucks for me. It's 10 bucks. So one, I can offset any cost, but then also two is 10 bucks because I have other businesses I have to run and you're not going to stress me out for 10 bucks. I'll, I will give you your 10 bucks back gladly. Like, oh, you thought you was going to get a one-on-one? Sis, here's your ten dollars. Because that's one lady told me. She's like, "Wow, I came in here and I thought you were gonna do coach me one on one." I'm like, "For ten bucks a month, sis? Mm. Do you pay the babysitter that for a month? Like, no." So I was like, "Here you go." I gave her, I gave her all three months back, and I said, "I wish you well." You know, I know you're not happy, but that's why it's ten bucks a month because it's my stress free number. But um, but yeah, my mentor Tiffany.com if you want to join us. Yeah, please do, y'all. I'm actually a part of that community, too. I get your thoughtful Thursday emails <laughs> um, and all your others. So, uh, all right. Thank you so much, Tiff. I know we got to go, but yes. um, you gave me so much good food for thought. And I'm going to I'm actually going to listen to this episode and go good. back and take was all a the lot. And I'm going to give you all the stuff. In. I'm going to give yeah. you all my behind the scenes. Thing. I can't wait worry. to get that checklist. I don't care. The bigger, the better. I love me a checklist. <laughs> Just some kind of map and I'll break it up. I'll organize it, whatever you need. I'll do it. <laughs> Such a privilege to to get poured into by you. So thank you, friend. No, um, definitely go to my mentor, Tiffany, y'all. And as a reminder, go to nailyournegotiation.com to sign up for my free masterclass in salary negotiation, which is happening Tuesday, the 27th. You still have time. If you're listening, I hope you still have time. There's only 500 seats, y'all. And it's only been a day and like 200 of them are booked. So That's hopefully awesome. you still have time nailyournegotiation.com to sign up for my free webinar. And if you haven't yet, go back to last week's episode, listen to Tiffany getting her negotiation tips <laughs> from me. Yes. And we can't wait to hear from y'all. Yes. See you next if you week. Wanna, if you want to ask us questions like live in the studio, go to our Instagram, leave us a voice note because we'd love to have you on. So you can ask your business, your career, and your finance questions. Okay? I okay. love it. All right. Until next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The 
purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.